And welcome to Rayim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you are joining me today, the day after your Kippur, right before Sukkot. This is a live show, October 13th, 2016. Wow, that's all I can say. Wow, what a amazing, amazing, amazing week. Yom Kippur, you know, like we're right off Yom Kippur. We are so right off Yom Kippur right now. What an inspiring, amazing, beautiful day. What an inspiring day. Doesn't, don't we all feel like, wow, Baruch Hashem, we have a Kaddish Baruch who is willing to give us tshuva. And we're like completely feeling Baruch Hashem. And if you're not feeling, I want to tell you, if you're not feeling good now, you should feel good now. We're going to be talking about it in a second. If you're not feeling clean, like reset, like rebooted now, I'm telling you, those, that is for sure the works of the Sahara. We're going to talk about it in a second, but first, I just want to tell everybody that I am so thankful to all of you who responded to our past Radiothon. It was an unbelievable response. I, I want to tell you, I, in my wildest dreams, I did not think we would have, first of all, Baruch Hashem, we had so much theater to the First, you know, before, like, like Nassan Al-Gold was saying, we first have to thank a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Like, before we even move on, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. What an amazing experience. Everything just ended up. Boy, were their challenges getting there. Boy, were their challenges getting there. But you know what? It's like Kriyas Yamsov. Sometimes you know that if you have to reach a certain, a certain goal, a certain destination, and things are hard, things are difficult, this problem, that problem, and it's like, how, how did this happen now? The other thing happened, and, and you, you don't give up. You like say to yourself, obviously we're doing something. Good. Remember Yehuda? Yehuda Melman was DJ Yehuda was telling me, before you know, as we were preparing for this, and something was going wrong for him, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like Yehuda, you know why this is happening? Because obviously we're doing something that's very, very, very important, and Baruch Hashem, I can tell you that everything just worked out, and your response, wow, the response was unbelievable, unbelievable, and it was so, 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 so important. I, I can't even say how important. If if you would have an idea of what is going, what was going on here with Jay Rood. I mean, I mean, you know, Nisim is a tzaddik. He really is a tzaddik. But if you were to know how much, you know, funds that he doesn't have, people don't have. It's just like we're talking about like major negative. It was crazy over here. It was crazy. And boy, boy, this radiothon, everybody calling in and donating. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I want to tell you a big yashukach to everybody who participated who donated, who was involved, it was unbelievable. I was telling Nisim at the end of the radio, I said to him, you know what? I never understood the concept of a carbon toda until this time. Meaning why? You know, we know this thing called a carbon toda, but I never really understood the, the concept. Like, you just want to give back to Kaddish Baruch because that Kaddish Baruch so, so, so worked everything out. And believe you me, we were tested. We were all tested. There was, I, I can't tell you test after test for this not to happen, for the Radiothon not to happen. And, 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 and technology wasn't, gonna go, wasn't going good. And, and, and it was just the last moment, and people couldn't make it, and everybody came, everybody participated. And I just want to tell you one thing. If you're listening to me right now, by the way, if you're listening to me right now, you did not partake in the Radiothon, meaning either because you tried to call. I know so many people tried to call. But they couldn't get through. Even though we had a bunch of lines, we had a bunch of volunteers here that volunteered. And thank you so much for the volunteers, really. All of the volunteers 
Um, I really, really appreciate it. The high school girls, the, the couples who came here, the, the other women who came, thank you so much. Wow, it was, I'm telling you, we should like post a video of what was going on in the back room over here. It was unbelievable, really unbelievable. If you did not get a chance to donate because you couldn't get through or because, I don't know, believe you me, it's a schuss. Believe me, it's such a big schuss. People were saying, that they were they were happy they wanted to give more they just couldn't give more so you know after this show you make sure to leave a message because someone's going to get back to you at 917-910-7575 that's 917-910-7575 i'm saying it like the jingle they had the other day in the radio thon when when uh michael Przanski came here and sang I, i'm telling you it was just an unbelievable experience we have to thank akadosh Baruch Hu. thank you Hashem, and thank all of you for keeping jayrud alive because you know what? The truth is, at the end of the day, you know, no, we're all the hosts are volunteers, but there are expenses. There are expenses. Rent. There's an engineer who has to be paid full time. The equipment. If you see the equipment here, it has to be constantly. There. It's a lot, a lot of money. And the fact that you participated was unbelievable. Okay, I'm gonna say this because I always say this. For those of you who are new listeners, here's what we try to do: we try to learn to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. That means your husband or your wife. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. I, honestly, I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I was. I always say this. I wasn't going to come here today. I really wasn't. You can only imagine what's going on. I mean. It's like Mama's report before Sukkis. There's so much to do. There's so much to do, and there's so many people to have to see. I'm like overloaded. This radiothon, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, it was, it was successful. It takes so much time. Okay, I like this. Here's what we're going to do. I have some things I want to cover today. I say, I'm coming to the studio anyways. I know I have Baruch Hashem, an amazing audience, and there's some things I want to talk to you about. I was like, I'm not going to skip today's show because there's some things I really want to talk to you about today. That's so pivotal. That's so important. So hopefully I'll be able to wrap up before 12 even. That would be great. But what I want to tell you like this. Oh, you know what? Let me start with this story. I want, I want to start with a beautiful story. Somebody came over to me the other day. <laughs> okay. Someone came, comes over to me and says, Rabbi Greenfield, I must tell you this story. He listens to my, my lectures and, and, and maybe, he, no, he didn't come to a workshop. But he's like, I have to share this story with you. He says to me that, that he gets a phone call from one of his, honestly, somebody he doesn't even know. He gets a phone call, but one of his friends referred his friend to this guy. He says, because this guy had a big problem with the Shalom bias. So he said to him, you know, I know someone who can help you with the Shalom bias. So let's call it Moshe. He says, call Moshe. Moshe is very good. Now, Moshe came over to me the other day. He's like, I don't know why they called me. I never, I'm not this big bucky in Shalom bias, but you know what? I, I figured the guy calls me. Let me try to help him. So he calls him up. He calls up Moshe. Let's say David calls Moshe. He says to Moshe, Moshe, listen, I... I, I you don't know who I am. I got your phone number from your friend. And I just want to tell you like this. I, I don't even know why I'm wasting my time with this phone call. But uh, he's like, yeah, what's the matter? He's like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to shoot from the hip. I'll tell you like this. My marriage is on the brink. I've been trying to do whatever I can to fix it. And um, I, I, honestly, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm making this phone call to you. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just done. I, I'm, I've had it. I've had it, and I'm done, and I just don't know what to do. So what does he say? What does Moshe say? This is Moshe telling me the story. Moshe is listening to this guy, and he says to him, well, what's going on? He says, my wife doesn't stop pursuing me, and she doesn't stop complaining, and she doesn't, she's never happy. She's always forbittered. She's always negative, and, and he's hearing all this. 
He's hearing all this. And for whatever reason it is, something popped into his mind. And this is what he shared with this guy who called him. Let's call him David. And he shared this with me to tell me what happened. He says, he's not sure if he heard it on the show. He didn't have a show. He says to him, he hears the word negativity. When he hears the word negativity, he says to the guy, let me ask you a question. You tell me your wife is really horrible, it's really bad. But answer this question. Is she a good mother? He says, yeah, as a mother, she's, she's okay. Does she work at all? Yeah, she actually works at all. He says, stop, stop, stop. Let me ask you a question. Before you, before you go on with the complaining, did you thank her in the past three days for the fact that she's a good mother? He says, thank her. She's not really interested in my thanking or anything. She doesn't talk to me. She's like, oh, interesting. Did you thank her at all for the fact that she goes out to work and helps support the family? He says, no, I, I, I didn't really, haven't really thanked her. I haven't really thanked her. He says, but it's not going to make a difference. He says, don't, don't tell me it's not going to make a difference. Listen to me. Because he, he's telling me, he's actually thinking about it. Maybe she sent him to someone, professional, but this machshava came into his mind. And he says to this guy, he says to him, listen to me carefully. I want you to hang up the phone with me right now. And I want you to call your wife. And I want you to find at least three, at least three, maximum five things to thank your wife. I don't care what type of mood she's in. She's in a good mood. She's not in a good mood. Whatever is going on with her and as negative as she has, you hang up the phone, you call your wife, and you thank her for three important things that she does for the family. She says, what do you mean? She screams at me. I don't care. Just call and thank her. And then after you do that, you do that on a daily basis. Thank her every day. And then call me back and let me know what's going on. That's it. That's it. There's no therapy, no counseling, just whatever. This is a machshava that came into his mind. He says, he's going to call this guy. That's what he's going to do. And that's it. Fine. He doesn't hear from this guy. He hangs up the phone. He doesn't hear from this guy. The guy's going to call him back. Nothing, this, that. Ends up, the guy calls him back. Weeks later. And he says to him, Moshe, I just want to tell you something. Remember, I'm the one who called you weeks ago. And I told you that I have these big problems with my wife and Shalom Bias. And we're fighting and negative. It's going on for so long. And when I said the word negative, you said to me, you know, you pointed out to me some important things which I thought was useless that I should really thank her for what she does do for me. I should thank her. I should find three things. And I said to myself, you know what? If this is the guy saying, that's what I'll do every day. Three things. I'm going to thank my wife every day. And I did it continuously on a daily basis. I just want to tell you my life has changed around completely. Completely. I can't thank you enough. And then and he says, I didn't do anything. He says, no, I just wanted to thank you. And then he says to me that he literally met this guy a couple of days ago, apparently, maybe last week or I don't know, a week before, before Shana, at a simcha. And the guy came over and said to him, I just want to tell you, everything is still okay because of your recipe that you told me to thank my wife every day. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm, not, I'm not coming to tell you that, you know, thanking is, is going to heal all wounds. But I want to tell you, it's definitely, definitely a place to start. And sometimes it could completely change around the marriage. Completely change around the marriage. I literally heard this story several days ago, and I said, I'm gonna, I asked him, can I share this with my audience? He said, yeah, definitely share this with your audience. And I wanted to share this with you. Today's class is not about thanking. It's not about thanking because we spoke about this in the past. I, I'm mentioning this to you as sort of like a, a, a segue into what we're about to talk. 
But I do want to mention while we're at this topic that thanking is an incredible, credible tool and it could change your marriage around by thanking either your husband or thanking your wife. I've seen marriages, I personally have seen marriages turned around by a carsetope. Literally, what? I should thank my husband? You know, you, do you know how what he did to me? Yes. After Yom Kippur. Can you imagine? After Yom Kippur, my husband. I understand that he was hungry. You know how he insulted me after Yom Kippur? And you're thinking to yourself, I should, I should thank my husband. I should be positive to him. Positivity breeds positivity. Positivity breeds positivity. Well, he deserves it. He doesn't deserve it. Well, she deserves it. She doesn't deserve it. My wife, you know what she did? Positivity breeds positivity. Try to focus on the positive. And again, this is not today's class. But the reason I'm, what am I segueing to? I'm segueing today into the topic of change. Here we are the day after Yom Kippur. There's no way in the world that you're going to tell me that yesterday you weren't thinking about change. There's no way. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Frumyid, okay, at any level, I don't care what level, Hasidish, Litvish, Svardi, modern Orthodox, any level, if you observed Yom Kippur yesterday, you were definitely thinking about change. I, I know this, Bivadois. I'm focusing mostly on the change, the relationship between you and your husband or you and your wife. That's what I'm focusing on. But whatever change it is, I'm telling you right now, I want to, I want to focus today on this particular issue, change. We all thought about it yesterday. We all said al yesterday. It's over. It's over. Now we can move on. Reset the computer. We have a brand new start brand new we can start from new that's it brand new start and now we want to change right we want to change well okay let's see how long it lasts right let's see how long we could be nice to our wives let's see how long we could be mavata let's see how long we can appreciate them let's see how long we could call them today and tell them we're thinking about them let's see how long we could let's see how long why does this have to happen every year let's see how long why should we have to have a situation where, oh, it's a week or two weeks and it's over, or a day, two days, right? It's over. How do we ensure that the change actually stays with us? How do we ensure that we breed positivity into our homes? How do we ensure that our husbands, your husband, is positive with the children, is loving with the children, is accepting with the children, is spending time with the children? It's a complaint I get a lot from ladies, but also for wives. How do we, how do we, how do we ensure that our wives are positive? How do we ensure that there's a connection, there's a positive theme in our home? When people walk into our home, they'll feel a sense of positivity as opposed to a sense of negativity. How do we ensure that? You know how we ensure that? We ensure that with a couple of tools, and we're going to talk about it right now. The first thing that we have to remember is that as much as effort as you put in yesterday in Yom Kippur, to daven to Hashem and to work on yourself and to be moda al ha-emes and did vidui and, and, and the Kabbalah that you made upon yourself that what? We're going to change. We're going to be different this year. I'm telling you the Yetzer Hara is at work. Not just at work, but it's balanced out. Meaning, if you had an incredible experience yesterday, Yom Kippur, I'm telling you right now the Yetzer Hara is devising every single possible plan to bring you down. Every possible single plan. I say the Eight Sahara, you could call it what you want, the Satan, the Eight Sahara, but I am telling you, unquestionably, for every positive force there is, there's a negative force. 
That has to be the balance. If we don't have that balance, no Bechira. Do you get it? Like, seriously, do you get it? If, if you had an amazing Yom Kippur and you thought, oh, wow, this year I'm going to change. This year I'm going to learn more Torah. This year I'm going to, I'm talking about relations. I'm going to connect more with my wife. I'm going to spend more time with her. I'm going to be more positive. I'm telling you right now, the Yetzirah is going to try to completely destroy you. Destroy you. You want to know why? Because that's his job. Because we have to bring it back to a Bechira level. We have to bring it back to a level of Bechira. And unfortunately, many of us fail. After a couple of days sometimes, not even weeks, a couple of days, we go right back to where we were. And that connection that you wanted to have with your wife, that quality time that you want to spend to her, that, that inspiration that you had is gone after a couple of days. Why? Because the Yetzirah is trying to bring you down. So I'm going to tell you how he's going to try to bring you down. And I'm going to give you skills and tools to battle him. I'm going to give you weapons here. Bez Hashem. I'll have Siat Hashemayah to give them to you. And this time, he won't bring you down. This time, you will have a good relationship with your wife or with your husband. This time, your kids will watch Mommy and Tati, and they're going to see, wow, wow, I can't believe the way Tati is acting to Mommy, or Mommy is acting to Tati. It's so nice. Because when kids don't experience that, so here's number one. I want to talk to you like this. The first thing, the first thing is that, okay, I heard this beautiful Torah yesterday. Somebody came to me. We had a little break. I shouldn't say little. We actually had a nice bigger break yesterday. And uh, I remember sitting and we were learning. And uh, somebody came and said to me, I want to tell you, you know what the altar of Kelm, the altar of Kelm before Yom Kippur, he used to sit down with his yeshiva. And he used to say, before Yom Kippur, you'd think you'd give him like a whole Moser Shmuz before Yom Kippur. And you know what he said to them? This is what he said to them. Said to them, he said, Medaf Chazarin, Medaf Chazarin, Medaf Chazarin, Medaf Chazarin. Kept on going on with that. That's all he says, Medaf Chazarin. And you know what the point was? The point was that if you want something, if you want real change, if you want something to really change, you need consistency. You need routine. You need for it to become a pattern. You need to become part of you. You Chazar over. Oh, no. It's true for learning Torah, especially for the learning Torah. Every time you chazer, you learn more. That's number one. But it's just true for everything. It's just learning Torah. It's true for relationships. Medaf chazerin. Medaf chazerin. Chazerin al How do you chazer? You chazer by, by doing it consistently and creating a consistent routine. That's how you do it. Okay, okay. Every day I'm going I'm to, you know, okay, I make a thing. Every day I'm going to spend time with my wife. Or every day I'm going to call my wife. You know what? You know what's going to happen. You're so busy. You're so busy with everything else that's going on that you're not going to have time. Well, I, mean, I have time. I'm doing it today or tomorrow. Great. We'll see how long it lasts. I'm telling you, in order to do it, what you want to do is what we spoke about last time, and that is get, create yourself an alarm clock. You hear me? Whatever that means in the particular behavior that you are going to do with your wife or your husband. Meaning you want to, let's say, you know, spend quality time. You want to spend quality time? Create yourself an alarm clock. What an alarm clock means is take a calendar and write X's in whatever days that you want to spend a nice amount of quality time. You should spend everyday quality time with your wife. Say, you know, you're a very, very busy person and you know, okay, twice a week you could really spend a lot of time. With it. So write it in a calendar. If you don't write it in the calendar, it's not going to happen. Create that alarm clock. If you want the routine to happen, you have to place devices, you hear me? 
devices to make it happen. Little reminders, little cues, notes. That's the only way it's going to happen. If you're going to rely on your memory, it's not going to happen. No, no, this time I'm going to change. Oh, really? This time you're going to change? How many times have you said this in the past? And you haven't changed, right? This time I'm going to change. So why don't you do something different? Not just say, but do. Doing means you create yourself little alarm clocks, little cues, little reminders, put it on the calendar. And if you do that, you'll see, it'll become part of a routine. It'll become a pattern. It'll become, as they call it, you know, in EFT, a dance. That's what it'll become. It'll become part of you. It'll be something. It's like I told you, can you imagine I tell you now, by the way, you know, every time that you uh, drank water, anything, you drink something, remember I told you, you know, you always say before you drink. I, I just want to tell you, actually, what it is, it's not a shahakal, it's actually mazonos. And they come out with the whole thing, wow, they're abundant state, lamaisis, it's theoretical, right? Now, in order to change that, it's going to be very, very hard. It's going to be very, very hard. So I'll explain you. You're going to have to do things and remind yourself that's the way you are. It's not like you're starting off neutral and then you want to enhance yourself. You're starting off already with habits which are not productive, non-productive habits. Not spending time with your wife is a non-productive habit. Not calling your wife during the day is a non-productive habit. Not ever buying things for your wife, Arab Shabbos, is a non-productive habit. Not, you know, attacking your husband is a non-productive habit. Um, not being, you know, not greeting your husband is a non-productive habit. So if you want to change that non-productive habit, you have to create healthy routines. And not just say, I'm going to do it, but write yourself reminders. Put it on the calendar. Make yourself a little, a little if you have a phone, a little, little alarm clock to remind you, right? You know, the only thing I, I, I could, those of you who live in Brooklyn, <laughs> you know why I could compare this? I could compare this to when you go parking, you put money in the meter. How many times, you know, you put money in the meter and you come back, oh, I got a ticket. And you're like, okay, it happens again and again, and you get a ticket. So the only way you really do it is what? You put yourself an alarm. When you leave the car, you put yourself an alarm, then in 55 minutes, I have to go back to the car. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. You have to do this for all issues of relationships. We're talking about relationships with your spouse, issues of relationships with Kaddish Baruch relationships with your children. They happen to be all connected. But the point of the matter is that what? That we have to remember. In order to remember, we have to give ourselves little alarm clocks, little, little routine, little devices to remind us. Even your car, right? When your car gets overheated. Or, or, or there's like little signals, little signals that reminds us, right? So that's what you have to do. And we spoke about this last time. I don't want to get into it. Now, I'm going to tell you a lot of the stuff that the Yetzirah is, I'm telling you, don't like the word Yetzirah? Is that like too far from to you? If you don't like that, call it the Satan, call it the, the dark force. This is the way Akash Baruch created the world. That if, there's, if you're inspired and you want to change, What's going to happen is there's going to be a kayak that's going to want to bring you down. It's, it's, it's very normal. Think about Matan Torah and how the Eden, you know, Kashbachu took the B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yams of Matan Torah, and then, what happens? Cheto Egel. Like, what? What? How, how is it Shaykh? The people, there's Cheto Egel. These people were mamish exposed to Kashbachu, like, right there. How can you have a Cheto Egel? Why? Because there was this whole thing. They saw Maishu Rabbeinu and the coffin and the whole thing. It's a balance, always a balance. So you got to hold on tight. And you have to be ready for the fight. Well, what is the fight? So I'm telling you what the fight is. Number one, busy. You're going to be so busy now. Oh, boy, you're going to be. And, and you are, even as you, I can't even believe you're listening to me right now and you're not like, you know, somewhere else because you should really be busy right now. 
There's so much to do. I'm not saying this sarcastically. There is a lot to do. This shopping, food. There's men, lulav, esrig, sukkah. There's so much to do. We are overwhelmed. There's so much to do. It's nonstop. Who has time to spend time with my wife? Are you serious? You know what? Okay. Okay. First of all, you should make time. But if you can't, if you can't, you have an excuse, fine. So write it in the calendar for, 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 for Shabbos, for Yom Tif. Right, right before, give yourself a reminder. Put it in your tefillin bag. Put it in your tefillin bag. I haven't spent time. And I can relate to this. Haven't spent time with my wife, X amount. Put it in your tefillin bag. That what? That I'm going to spend extra time with her Friday night, Shabbos, whatever it is. Put it in your, in your tefillin bag. So it's what you remember. Because you're not going to remember otherwise. Because it's true. You are very busy right now. There's a lot going on. Ladies, this is true for you too. See, I'm not trying to hit you know, a particular gender right now. All I'm saying is that we need those reminders and you have to know that busy is the works of the Yitzhara. Busy is the dark side. That's what busy is. Busy is, in a way, it's good. We're very busy, but because we're busy, we can't spend time with our wife, can't spend time with our children. We can't, uh, you know, all the things that we want to do, all the, all the calling my wife and saying hello to her, all the good things that we wanted to do, we can't do because we're so busy. So you know what? Realize that we're busy and we're going to write ourselves a reminder that Friday night, Shabbos day, Yom Tif, because everyone is going to be crazy, you know, Yom Tif, we're going to spend extra time with our spouse. What do you mean? Yom Tif, what do you mean? Yeah, Yom Tif, yeah, Yom Tif, yeah. I think it's a very, very, very good idea, more than a good idea, maybe sort of an obligation. That's that. Next, we have Mitzvah. Okay. This is true, besides this is right now, ladies and gentlemen, but Mitzvah, Mitzvah. Can't spend time with, I know my, I told my wife I spend time with her, but, but, uh, Went down. I'm looking for a little Vanessa. You know, I ha- I went to one Estric shop and it didn't have what I was looking for. I went to another Estric place. Please, please, just just buy whatever Estric it is. Go home, spend time with your wife. You haven't spent time with her for who knows how long. Or, or, or you know what, ladies, ladies, you're so busy. You're so busy. I, I'm not chasvishal. I'm trying. Of course, you're busy. You're making this food, that food, the other food. But sometimes, sometimes, what happens is we get so lost in the shovel of the Hidra Mitzvah of Yanta because we want to prepare so, 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 so much that we don't have time for the Kabbalahs that we made on Yom Kippur. Whatever Kabbalahs they were, whether you decided you're going to take the Hillim, whether it was that you're going to um, greet your husband. There you go. Greet your husband, okay? Greet your husband. I can't greet my husband right now. Do you know what's going on in my kitchen? Do you have an idea? I'll start it after Yom Tif. Right now, I don't have time for it because I'm busy doing another Mitzvah, the Mitzvah of Hidra Yom Tif. All the meals for Yom Tif, what do you mean? I don't have time to greet my husband right now. <sighs> again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, again, hit on any gender here. I'm saying this is true throughout, that the Yetzirah, part of his little trick is to tell us that we're doing another mitzvah, whether it's a minion, whether it's, uh, it's a lulav, an esrig, another decoration for the sukkah, uh, whatever it is. You know what? Listen to me. Listen to me. Sometimes these extra mitzvahs are just a facade for the most important mitzvah in your house, which is Shalom Bayit. That is the most important, Shalom Bayit. If you do not believe me, take a look at the Rambam at the end of Hilchis Hanukkah, and he explains what the purpose of all it all is. Shalom. It's all Shalom. That's what it is. It's all Shalom. So you know what? Guess what? You want to reach the pinnacle of Shalom? Don't fool yourself by thinking, well, I have this other mitzvah to take care of. I'm not talking about Chiv, the right, uh, you know, Kriyashma, I'm not talking about tefillin. I'm talking about, you know, the, the extra stuff. Your friend calls you and he says, you need you for a siyum. 
Well, you're supposed to spend time with your wife tonight, and you're not now because you have the seam going on. This is why you don't change. This is why I don't change. This is why we don't change. Why? Because it's this fight, and we lose the fight because there's a, a big cloud. It's called the mitzvah cloud. And because the mitzvah cloud, then we don't go with the kabbals that we made on Yom Kippur to what? To spend time with our wives, to connect, to accomplish what a Kaddish Baruch wants us to accomplish. Okay, that's it. Now next, let's go on something else. And that is money. Yes, money. Money's a biggie. Money's a biggie. And, and I, a lot of you are listening to me right now when I say the word money, so it gives you like the shivers. Why? Because money's not easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of expenses, especially now, before Yom Tif. There's shopping, not just food, and sukkahs, and decorations, and esrig, and lulav for everybody in the family, and chalamai trips. It's like one after the other. And because we get stressed with money, money gets us really, really busy, and that stress spills over into our relationships. You hear me? The stress of money spills over into our relationships. And I want to tell you, I, I don't know if I ever, you know, I want to tell you something. I, I, I don't think I ever mentioned this on the radio, and I'm going to mention this right now. <laughs> You'll see in a second why I never mentioned it. Someone came over to me um, hmm, about a month and a half ago. Somebody, a chash of a, a came, came over to me. Really chash of a mensch. I, I'm obviously not going to say his name, but all I can tell you is I hold this guy as a tzaddik. I'm mamish holding tzaddik. This person has stellar, stellar midos. When I say stellar midos, I'm not talking about that that's his autopilot. He worked on his midos for many, many years. He's worked on himself to find his chisreinus, and he's been working and working and working. This guy is mamish. I, in a certain sense, we should go to, I should go to brachas for him. He's an, a tzaddik. Not an older person, but a younger person. Just to learn, but tzaddik. And he knows I'm a vow with Shalabite. And this is what he says to me. He says, you know, why don't you just tell the Islam something? Tell them any time they get into a fight with their, with their wives, with their husbands. But speak to the men. <laughs> he says, speak to the men. They speak to the men. Tell them any time their wife, like, you know, criticizes them and annoys them and, they, and, and bothers them, they should just think it's, what do I mean? It's nothing to do with their wife. It's And just tell them that. Just tell him that, and then you don't have to worry about anything. Because once you think the fact that it's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you know that your wife is upset at you, okay, so she's attacking you, she's criticizing you, or she's pursuing you, she's bothering you. So you get all upset, and you get into a fight. So why are you getting into a fight? Just think to yourself, it's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that's it. It's not, it's not my wife. Okay, my wife happens to be the Shliach, but it's from Hashem. So it comes a little it's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm not saying that he's not right. He, he, it's Remus. It's Remus. It's from Hashem. It's from Hashem. But I said to him, let me think about it. And I walked away thinking to myself, should I ever say this? Because, like, is this real? It's real. Of course it's real. Of course it's MS. But is that going to do anything for anybody? Like, when you just got attacked and criticized and whatever by your wife and, and, or, or, or from your husband, and you say to yourself, okay, it's from Hashem. That's it. I should just calm myself down. Thank you, Hashem. It's all from Hashem. Is it real? For some people, it is real. For him, it's real. I know why he told this to me. The reason he told this to me is because this is how he lives his life. Unquestionably so. This is the way we should all live our lives. But is it practical? You should definitely try it. You should definitely, definitely try it. There's no question about it. You know, Is this going to solve all the marriage problems? It should. It really should. But you know what? I don't know that it's going to. I don't know. It should. It should. I'm sitting here looking at the base of Mikdash. You know, this is a big poster of the base of Mikdash here in the studio. I love it. 
It should. You know, to bring Mashiach, we should focus on that. I don't know how practical it always is, but, but it's true. But you know what? I'm saying this now because when it comes to money, that's really what we should look at. That I think it is doable. I think it's doable. Maybe not all the time, but I think it's doable. Meaning don't let the stress of money take over your being and, and for you to displace your stress of money to your wife, to your kids. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not fair for your wife. It's not fair for your children. Okay, it's not fair, but I'm upset. It's true. Say to yourself, Hashbahu is the one who decides how much money we have. Just yesterday, Yom Kippur, Hashbahu decides. Hashbahu decides it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging. I'm not going to displace that stress to my wife, to my kids. I want to have a good relationship this year with my wife, you might think. I just made a Kabbalah yesterday, you might think. I, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to spend time with my wife. I'm going to call during the day. I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to do what she likes. I'm going to help her. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. And you're not doing it because you're stressed with money. Try to focus on the fact that it's all from Akadosh Baruch Try to fast from Akadosh Baruch And you know what's going to happen? You're going to have, I, I think you're going to have more Shalom bias, and then you're going to end up having more money as well. You hear me? You're going to have more Shalom bias, and you're going to have more money. Because the bracha that you're bringing into your house, that bracha of shalom is going to be a pipe, is going to be a pipe to deliver you money. Not directly, obviously, in your house, but whatever you're doing, you're going to end up seeing. I've seen this with couples all the time. I've seen this couple all the time. That shalom bayis brings bracha, and the bracha brings money. So I'm just telling you, get ready for that fight from the Eight Sahara. The next fight is as follows. The next fight is called failure when you fail today you might be listening to me and today you decided yesterday that today you're going to always greet your husband or you decided that you know what you're going to you're going to it's important to serve your husband because that's what he likes and usually don't get to do it so you can decide or a gentleman you decided that you're going to spend quality time with your wife or you decided that you're going to buy her something before you but you decided that me, on a daily basis you decided that you're going to call her every day and let's say you do today, and tomorrow, and then comes Shabbos, and then Sunday, Erev Yom Tif, it's crazy. Who's not crazy busy on Erev Yom Tif? You're crazy busy. And you forget. You forget, so you fail. And then the day after Yom Tif, well, actually, Yom Tif, you're not going to text, let's say, right? Yom Tif, whatever. It depends, you know, depends, you know, different hug and whatever it is. But, okay, after Yom Tif, you forgot. So now you're ready. You haven't texted your wife. Something nice every day. And the day after that, you think, oh boy, I forgot. I made this, I made this Kabbalah, whatever on myself, you think, to text my wife every day, see how she's doing. And then I forgot and I failed. You know what? Forget it already. You know, it's whatever. I'm not going to do it. Maybe next year. Okay. And you feel bad about it. Like you feel like sad about it and whatever. So there's two pieces of this. There's two problems with failure. Problem number one is that is giving up. Meaning you fail and then you, you know, forget it. I'm not, forget it. I tried. It's not happening. It's not, it's not, it's not. I know about Greenfield. I know you talk about it all the time. I tried, but it's not happening. That's problem number one. Problem number one is that when people fail, see, by the way, someone told me a beautiful word this morning, actually, from, from, from Arla Kalin. He told me like this. He said to me that the Yetzirah is not, is not even so interested in the hate. Not even so interested in the hate. He's more interested in the emotions that he produces after the hate. You hear me? This is a wild. I just heard it this morning. So, uh, that the Yetzirah is not interested in the Avera. 
What is he interested in? The Yetzirah is interested in the emotions that he produces. Because those emotions of negativity, what happens is, is that those emotions, cre- not create, those emotions is starts the train to more and more and more chatayim. Mitzvah and Avera Avera. When we feel, after we do an Avera, bad about ourselves, it has to have limits. It has to have limits. We have to do tshuva, we have to have charata, busha, v'chulu, kabbalah, vidui. But you know what? After that, we got to move on. We have to move on. Well, I'm not interested anymore. I messed up already. Uh, yeah, you're right. I text my wife every day, but it didn't happen. You're right, it didn't happen. Move on. Move on. Right the Yates are hard to even care so much about the fact that you didn't text for the past five days. You know what he cares about? He cares about the, the fact that he did this negative emotion to you. That feeling of giving up. Eh, forget it. It's not, it's not worth it anymore. Forget it. It's, it's, I'm done with that. Whatever. Now he wins. So that's what you have to watch out for. Not the fact that you fail. Everybody fails. You know, Shiva Meeple Tadik. Everybody fails. That's 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 in order to succeed, you have to fail. You have to you have to know. In order to succeed, I need to fail. Anybody who succeeded in life, any Godel who succeeded in his life, speak to him, he'll tell you he failed many times. But what was the trick? The trick is is when he failed, he didn't take that he, he didn't jump into that pit, into that black hole. He didn't let it let that take him over. That's what it is. He didn't let him take he didn't let that feeling of failure take him over. We're all going to fail. We had all these Kabbalists yesterday on Yom Kippur. We had all these Kabbalists where we wanted, okay, we're going to change ourselves. And we're going to fail. And what's most important is when we fail, of course, to do tshuva, charata, vidui, kabbalah, busha. Tell Kadosh Baruch okay, thank you, Hashem. I know that you love me and you care about me, Hashem. I know you kill Mali Rachman, you're going to be batter, and we're going to move on now. We're going to move on now. That's when you win. Because that's what the Yetzirah is trying to get you. He's trying to get you into that no, two points. First of all, he wants to get you to a point where you're like, okay, that's it, I'm done. It didn't happen this year, I'm done. That's a big win for him. And another win for him is when he gets you depressed. And you think, okay, whatever, I'm just a failure, whatever. There's no way. I, I try, I try with my wife to make her happy, whatever. It's just, it's just not happening. I'm just feeling of depression, feeling feeling of, of guilt. There's another big one, feeling of guilt. I'm not saying guilt is, is always bad. A little guilt is good. But once guilt takes you over, now you're ready in, in, into, this is like, you know, you've been taken over by the sudden, like literally in a way. Why? Because it's it. It's over. That's not what Hashem wants. Hashem, of course, wants us to do tshuva. Think about your own child. Think for a second. Okay, you have a kid. He messes up. He messes up. Your child messes up. Your son, your daughter, you asked him a certain thing, whatever it is. He, put it this way. You're, you come into the room. And you see your, your kids are fighting. You see your older son is beating up your younger son. He mamish like hurts him. Mamish hurts him. He hurts him. And you have to break up the fight. You pull the older, older kid. And you say to him, eh, you deal with it and everything. And then what happens? He says to you, you go through the whole thing. He says, you're right, I lost control. He says to you, Tati, you're right, I lost control. I lost control I, I, and I beat him up. And okay, and, and, and he you know, does tshuva and he feels bad. And you punish him, you don't punish him. And then the next day, you look at him and you're like, what's going on? He sees he's all depressed. Say, what are you depressed about? He says, I don't know. I still feel bad that I punched my other brother. Now, nothing serious happened or whatever. He, whatever. And he keeps on feeling bad and he feels bad and he feels bad. And the next week he feels bad. He's all depressed. It brings him down. 
Is that what you want from your son? No, of course you want him to do tshuva. You don't want it to happen again. You don't want him to beat up your other son anymore. But you know what? Move on. Move on. But that's when the Yetzirah like literally clinches and wins when he produces those negative emotions. And that's what we have to be careful with. The next thing I want to talk to you about. The next thing I want to talk to you about. And that is the Makabo. I don't know who I don't know who you are now. I don't know who's listening to me. I don't know if it's the wife or the husband. I, I'm sure a lot of both wives and husbands. I don't know who you particularly you who are listening to me right now in your car. You who are listening to me in your kitchen. Right? Your husband might start changing today. He might really all of a sudden he'll he might, I don't know, buy you flowers all of a sudden. He might start texting you during the day. He might tell you that he wants to spend time with you. He might do positive things. You have to be a good macabre. You hear me? You can't look at him and say to him, oh, okay, you're changing now, whatever. Be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Believe you me. If Hashem wouldn't be like this to us, we would be, we'd be in trouble. Be like, a, like Hashem. Give your husband another chance. Give your husband another chance. Give your wife another chance. If you see that your wife is trying with certain things that were important for you. I know she never greeted you. I don't know. She never served you, if that's important for you. She never, I don't know. She used to scream at you and criticize you. Now she's talking to you nicely and calmly. If you see that she's doing that, don't like, oh, you're being nice to me. Oh, what happened to you suddenly? Ladies, if your husband is, you know, I don't know. He decides that he wants to take you out. He says, okay, you know what? We're going to spend time. We're gonna, I'm going to text you during the day. He's being nice to you. He's not criticizing you. He's being nice to you. Don't like, okay, let's see if, how long this lasts. Like, we've seen this before. Give him another chance. Give him another chance. Hashem reboots with us the whole time. All, every day, Hashem reboots. Hashem, literally, on Hashem, they say, most of an Hashem goes out, and then it comes right back. Read there, Hashem. Hashem goes away, and it comes back to us. Hashem is giving us a chance. Every morning, Hashem gives us another chance. Be like that with your husband. Be like that with your wife. If he's trying or she's trying, don't negate it. It's going to be very, very hard for them to change if there isn't a cleat that's macabre on the other hand, on the other end. It's very, very, very important. Now, I want to talk to you. Okay. This is going to be a short show. Okay. I want to talk to you about, so I guess, you know, I'm just literally right around the corner. Those of you who are listening right now, this is a live show. Our after Yom Kippur, we spoke about all the Kabbalists that we spoke about yesterday. Hopefully, a lot of them were dealing with your relationships and how we ensure that they're going to change, that they're consistent that they're going to stick around. Not that it's going to be for a week or two weeks and then back to the same achlekes that you've had in the past. Okay, like this. Um, Sukkis, I know we're very busy. It's a miracle you've been listening to me right now. I know that. But a couple of very, very important things. Ladies. I'm talking to the ladies. I'm talking to the men also, but mostly ladies because I see mostly the ladies. You want to do whatever you can to prevent yourself from getting stressed. I know you're going to laugh at me now. <laughs> I'm stressed already. <laughs> but do whatever you can to prevent yourself from getting stressed. What I mean by that is that if you're going to get overstressed, what's going to happen is going to spill over. You know what's going to happen. It's going to spill over into the family, your husband's. Not that you want to. Of course, you're amazing wives. But the point of the matter is when we get stressed, we have our hats on, right? Hungry, angry, tired, stressed. And then, and then it's hard to control ourselves. So you want to do, take a step back. Do whatever you can not to get stressed. So what do you want, Rabbi? I have so many things to do. You know, I'm cooking and I'm preparing. I know, I know you're doing all these things. You got to get yourself help. You got to get yourself help. Who's going to help me? I'm telling you, it's important to sit with your husband. To sit with your husband. Not now, tonight. Sit with your husband. 
say, Moshe Chaim Shlomo, can I just sit with you for a second? I know how busy you are. I know how busy you are. But I have so many things to do. If there's any way we can work as a team, that'll make me so happy. If you can't, not a problem. Remember, you know how I tell people to ask. If Number one, connect. Moshe, I know how busy you are. I know, how, I know you, we're, we're both crazy, crazy busy right now. If I could sit with you right now, let's tell you some of the stuff that's on my mind. If we could work together, that would make me so happy. You hear the way I'm saying this, ladies? That's the way you should speak to your husband because you need his help. Even if, he, even if you don't need his practically his help, you need to know that he's scheduled, that he's organized. Because sometimes when your husband is not scheduled and organized, you know who gets the stress? You do. The stress shifts from him because he might, even, he might not even be stressed. And you already get stressed before. Now, by the way, this might work the other way around. Sometimes there are exceptional cases. I've seen many times where the men get stressed because their wives are not structured and organized. I understand that. And then you have to have a conversation with your wife. But sit with them and talk with them the way I'm talking to you right now. Write a list of everything that has to be done from now until Yom Tif. You hear me? If you don't have this list, by the way, if you don't have this list of everything that has to be done, I'm telling you, you're going to have stress. Chas v'shalom. shalom. But it's like a recipe for disaster. You have to have a list, a written list, of everything that has to be done from now until Yom Tif. And sit with your husband. Say to him, I know how busy you are. If you can help me with this list, maybe have ideas of the kids, the children, how they can help us. Do the same thing with your children. Maybe write the list and say, here's a list. Whoever can help me with this list, I'd really appreciate it. If you have younger kids, you can motivate them. Positive reinforcement. Through giving them things, whatever it is, little tchotchkes, uh, prizes, whatever it is. But write this list and get this list done in a structured way. How come it is so many couples have so much stress when they go into Yom Tov? So much stress. It's like Yom Tov is supposed to be a beautiful time. But you go into Yom Tov with so much stress because so much to do. So write the list down. Write it all down. Sit with your husband. Sit with your wife. I'm talking mostly to the ladies, but it's true for, for husbands. Again, like I said, if you have wives who are unorganized, unstructured, sit with them and say, I know how busy you are. If we can write a list and make me so happy, we could just go through this together and figure out who's doing what, that would make me so happy. I know that you're working. I know. But maybe Shalami can help me. Maybe um, Devorah can help me. Maybe the kids can help me. Figure out. Let's ask them. Devora, Shlaimi, I know that you want to have good times. Benazmanim now, but I have a lot of things I have to take care of. Here's my list. If there's anything you could take care of on it, that would make me so happy. And put it on the refrigerator. And with little kids, give them rewards. And you'll see if you do this structured and organized, and you realize that you only have a certain amount of time, you will see you will have a better yamtiv. It will be a better yamtiv. So that's that. The other thing I want to mention to you, two more things, and I just, I, guys, I gotta go now. Two more things. Number one, Yamtif itself. Oh, quick, 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 before I forget. Gentlemen, gentlemen, the same way it's important for you on Yamtif to be happy, the way you, the, the, it's, it's brought down that the way for us to be happy is by eating meat and having different foods. A Yamtif is a mitzvah to be, to be besimcha. You know, it, it, it's, it's not just a nice thing, it's not, it's not a nice thing. If you do Hashem B'Simcha, on Yom Tif, it's mamash a mitzvah. It's like mamash a mitzvah to be happy on Yom Tif. And literally in ways for the men, eating meat, food is a biggie. Food is a biggie. It's brought down. It's brought down. Shulchan Aruch, Meshavu speaks about it, how important it is to have meat, to have whatever delicacies that you can have. I mean, obviously, whatever you can afford. For the ladies, it's brought down. It's important for them to have something new. I know it's late. I know it's very, very late. Maybe it's not possible this Yom Tif. Maybe for next Yom Tif. Maybe I'm talking for next Yom Tif. But it's important if you could still have a chance to allow 
and I say allow, I mean either by giving them money or by helping them out some way where they can go shopping while you take care of the kids. You hear me? That your wife could go shopping while you take care of the kids sometime where she could just go and get herself something for Yomtif. Maybe it's too late for her to buy her dress. Maybe she can only get something for herself, whatever it is. But that's how she has Simchas Yomtif, and it's a mitzvah that's very, very important. Now, Yomtif itself, spend time with your wife, spend time with your husband. I know you're busy, you have a million guests. Okay, your son-in-law's, your son's coming with his new wife, or your daughter's coming with her new husband. It's going to be so beautiful. And by the way, um, son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws, wherever you are, it's very, very important. to Do what you can for your mother-in-law, for your father-in-law. Maybe stay did Torah for your father-in-law makes him happy. Just do it. I know. Why do I have to do it? Just say it'll make him happy. You know, for, for, I'm sorry if I'm rubbing you the wrong way with this, but you know what? If you could do it, do it. Be mevata. It'll make your wife happy. Not dying for your, for your shver. Do it for your wife. Ladies, you come to your mother-in-law and does everybody else, you know, all your sister-in-laws are not helping, so you should go, get up and help. Just do Bima Vater help anyways. Bima Vater will mean a lot to your, to your mother-in-law. It'll compliment your mother-in-laws. Compliment your father-in-laws. Compliment them. Believe you me, it's a mitzvah. We start off the year with compliments. It's only, only positive. It's only, only good. Because we know how tricky the relationships are with mother-in-laws and father-in-laws. I don't have to tell you. It's a very tricky relationship. But all around, this is the way Akash Baruch sets it up. But compliments always works well. Helping them when you're there works well as well. Saying the Vritaira for some of your shvers who like that with compliments, you know, always helps as well if you can do that. Obviously, don't force your husband, don't force your wife to this. And then comes Chalamoid. Chalamoid is a biggie. And that is, yes, it's a mitzvah to be besimcha and yamtif. We're all going, many of us who have children are going on trips. I'm telling you right now, prepare men. Prepare those trips in advance. Don't wait till last second. Don't wait till last second. Last second. Okay, let's take out the, the Hamodiyah, the Yated. Where are we going to go with this Chalamoid? Let's look at Obey. If you, have a, if you have a couple of moments, do it now. And I'll tell you why. Because what, it's going to become a big Balagan on Chalamoid. And this one wants to go there. This one goes over there. With certain families, I suggest, give your kids a list of where you're thinking. Don't tell them to go anywhere because sometimes your kids, you know, they come up with all sorts of interesting ideas. Oh, well, I want to go to Florida. I want to go to Niagara Falls. Well, I don't know if we can afford that. And I don't know the circus they have over there in Florida. So the point of the matter is, what I'm saying to you is, maybe make a list, give your kids a list. If they have, tell me if you have ideas, you can add to the list. And then we'll work it out together. For many kids, it works best that way. That what? Give them a heads up on where you want to go in Chalamite and let them decide, especially with older children. That works very well. And then, of course, last days of Yom Tif, the Simchas Taira. <sighs> Again, I, I want to tell you, I'll tell you like this. I, I'm just going back to the beginning of, of, the, of this whole class, and that's like this. And that is, we made a lot of Kabbalahs. Yesterday was Yom Kippur. We clapped al Khait And we were like, we're going to change, we're going to change, we're going to change. Put the most effort in your relationship. Trust me on this. Put the most effort in your relationship. And let it flow from there. Because if you're not going to have a good relationship with your wife, if you're not going to have a good relationship with your husband, it'll just breed negativity. How are you going to sit and learn Torah? Of course, Talmud Torah connects with Kulam. no Shiloh about that. But how are you going to sit and learn Torah when you know that your wife is upset? How are you going to go out and spend time with your children? Give them love, ladies. Give your children love, which, by the way, is so pivotal, especially now if you have a chance to, 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 to spend time with your kids and, and give them love. And your teenagers, accepting your teenagers as wacky as things that they might do, but, you know, to accept them and to love them because this is so, so, so important. When you know that, your husband is, that you're in a fight with your husband. That's what I'm saying. Start with the tires, the tires in the car, right? 
What's it? What are the tires? The tires is your Shalom bias. That's where it should start from. And then once you have that, I'm not saying you, don't ha- you have to have it pegged. It's not what I'm coming to tell you. You have to have it pegged. But work on that. And then it'll flow. And then so you learn. Then you could say extra to him. Then you could ever, because what type of time is it? You're sitting and learning. You just got into a fight with your wife. What type of time is it that, you know, you're, you're saying extra to him, but your husband's upset at you? Like, you know, I'm not saying that it's, contradictory I'm not all I'm saying is that if you start with shalom in your house with your husbands with your wives and of course it'll flow to the children and then you'll see all the other cabals that you made will be so much more easier it'll be so much more easier so I'm not saying that you know one is more important than the other but there's no question about it that your shalom bias are the tires without the tire the, the, the car can't go I the engine might be more important Okay, you know what? You need tires. You need tires. And once you have the tires, that's what you work on. So remember all these things that I'm telling you. Bear in mind the Yetzirah and, what he's, and the way he's like, you know, sitting there in the planning room ready to attack you. Now that we spoke about it, you know what the heads up are. And just focus, 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 not to go by your autopilot. Not to go by your autopilot, but instead to have what we call self-discipline. Self-discipline. Well, I'm going to work on myself despite the fact that I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested right now because I'm so busy. I have time for my wife. Time for my wife. I'm crazy today. She understands that. Take five minutes out. Text her. Take. And if you fail, don't let it bring you down. Don't let it bring you down. You can move on. And, and don't think, oh, there's a bigger mitzvah, more important, like, oh, extra hidra mitzvah of esrig. I got to get a nicer esrig. I, my wife, is weighing. She needs my help tonight. Ah, but too busy, whatever. Focus on what's important. Don't let the failure get you. Focus on what's important. Give yourself little alarm clocks and reminders and cues and little notes that remind you to make it happen. And daven Kadesh Baruch That's where I want to end. Daven Kadesh Baruch Kadesh Baruch you will see. If you daven Kadesh Baruch and you put in your ishtadlis, as difficult as it is, as stressed as you are, as busy as you are, you will see it will all work out. It will all work out. Just daven to Kaddish Baruch Hashem loves us. And we put our shot. I'll tell you from this radiothon. And I'll see I forgot to even mention it. And now it's all coming back to me. That what? So much, so many challenges. How's this going to work out? How's that going to work out? How's the other thing going to work out? And you know what? Daven to Hashem, you'll see. And I do want to finish with this. And that is, for those of you who were not part of, of J-Root's radiothon, because you know how much you get from J-Root Radio. So much to get. I get listening to other Abban, listening to other There's so much to get from J-Root. And this radiothon, this year, is honestly, it's like everybody came together. It's like Achdus. Everybody came together and people donated. It was unbelievable. If you haven't donated yet, just leave a message to the, to the radiothon number. You're not going to get anybody now, but there are people for sure going to call you back. And lean at there. 917-910-7575. 917-910-7575. I'll tell you it again. If you haven't donated yet, not that I'm trying to sound like some sort of radio personality. It's just I'm telling you, it's a schus. Everybody, we all were part of You know, It's like there's a whole big schus here. What happened Sunday, this past Sunday, was unbelievable. This radiothon was mamash. I'm telling you, it's like such a kiddush Hashem. It was like mamash, tremendous, tremendous kiddush Hashem. No question in Himmel, as they say. It was shaking of, of how many people gave here to Jay. It was unbelievable. All for, for Tyra and all for... just to inspire ourselves to get closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So I'm saying, here's that number, 917-910-7575. Leave a message, 917, excuse me, 917-910-7575. Have an amazing week. I am not going to be back till after Yom Tif. 
Have an amazing week, an inspiring week. Remember, the Sahara is out to get us. Do whatever we can to battle him. If you fail, do not go down into that misery pit. Do not. Know yourself. You're fail. It's fine. It's fine. We'll move on. I'll pick myself up, and I'm going to keep on moving. And you're going to see, in Mirza Hashem, in the schos, of all the shtalas that we're making for Shalom Bayis, all the shtalas we're doing, really, ultimately, to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to have a beautiful Yom Tif. Before you know it, Mirza Hashem, I'm looking, I keep on looking at this poster of the base of Megiddo. It's like, it's going to happen. Emir Hashem, it's going to happen very soon. It all starts in your home. It all starts in your home with your relationships. Trust me. This is not my words. The Ram, look at the end of Hilchus Hanukkah. He says it outright. It's all for one thing. Shalom. Thank you for, med- thank you for listening to me. Have an amazing week. A git and a gebench to Yamtif. All the best. And don't forget, 917 for those of you who didn't donate to the Radiothon. All the best, and thank you for listening.